Bodo, 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 Bodo. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Fabled Broadcast or on Twitter at The Fabled Tweets. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at thefabledbroadcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn, or wherever podcasts are available. Back again. Tag yeah. team back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the next lyric. Something like, let's begin. Let's begin. That works. Uh, let's begin. Time to begin. I brought my pen. <laughs> I brought my pen. In December, <laughs> we'll see more Kylo Ren. <laughs> we will, right? Is that mm-hmm. when that movie comes out? Oh, dude, I've been studying up. What is it again? Which one is it? Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, Episode Nine. Is it when? When does it take place in the timeline? I'm not sure exactly when. Yeah, I I know that Ray has been like studying the books and whatnot, and mm-hmm. I think she goes to. I haven't seen the trailer, but I think she goes to the ruins of the Death Star. I think uh-huh. she's looking for artifacts. Oh, that's cool. I've Which, seen, oh, go ahead. Uh, I said I saw the trailer with the uh, the lightsaber. I, d- I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, you haven't even seen I that. I don't want to see it. I mean, it. it's like a five-second thing. I don't want to see yeah. it. All right. Yeah, I know you're like that with those movies. Because like. I like to make my own predictions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is just pretty much just like a a, a glimpse of a, right. of a type of, you know, because there's a few different lightsabers i yeah. guess like staffs and yeah <clears throat> uh like uh what's his face kylo ren's got the the, the one with the uh, t yeah that's pretty fucking cool. what do you call those yeah, it's like a hand guard or whatever mm-hmm. I, I forget what it's called yeah pommel pommel yeah pommel of the sword yeah 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 i think um this is where we find out about gray jedi i know i i tried to say that with the last one but i think this is where it is yeah. Um, yeah. You I, mentioned that uh, on one of the episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Talked about the in uh, the old place. Yeah. I think um, that it it's called Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So I think it has to do with like ah fuck I don't know if it's Luke <laughs> or Anakin. Yeah. You know uh, I think and I uh, I do know that uh, was Ian McDermott. I do know he's in in this one. So Ewan Pal- McGregor? No, no Ian Mc uh, is Ian McDermott. <clears throat> Ewan McGregor plays Obi Wan. I know, but uh, oh. that's not him. Oh, okay, that's not who I'm talking about. I think oh. it's I think it's uh, Ian McGregor. Let me look it up. I think he plays Senator or, or he plays the Emperor. Oh, yeah, uh, Emperor Palpatine. I don't know. If, I don't think his last name is McGregor, but yeah, he's McDermott. He, McDermott. I think it's McDermott. McDermott. McDermatitis. McDermid. McDermid. I was saying it wrong. Is it Ewan? 
or Ian? No, it's it's actually Ian I A N. Ian McDermott. And he was the same guy that played Palpatine in the original ones. Yeah, that's cool. That you could tell by his voice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, it, I'm now, sure people could do impressions of him, but you like, must die. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to call this because there's been a big to do about who who's raised parents. I think mm-hmm. she's a Palpatine. Oh, and I got this mm-hmm. because, uh, the, her fighting style when she first met with Kylo Ren she did this thrust where like she held her lightsaber back at her right shoulder and her right arm was up yeah and so did the emperor when he was fighting uh the jedi when they found out he was a sith lord same uh-huh. exact move same exact move now i also think palpatine is coming back because he has a grand plan and and the whole first order is part of his grand plan because yeah. if you look at it, it's pretty much the Empire point two. Yeah, you know, yeah. two point oh, whatever. Uh, so I think he he's had this grand plan. I don't think he necessarily died, um, in the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I think his like life essence or life energy was transferred to a clone. Oh. Or someone else. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You could write those movies. I could write those movies? Yeah. Like with your theories? I mean, fan fiction? Yeah. Kind of? Pretty good. Though. There are some really good fan fictions out there, actually. Yeah, that that's. I love it when the fans take it upon themselves kind of, you know, uh, yeah, you know, write their own end or something yeah. like that. I I thought about getting back into like video games just to play Star Wars: The Old Republic. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of the cinematics and like I kind of know the storyline. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those Star Wars games are good. I um, oh, what was the one I played? Um, there was oh, one yeah. that came with P- the PS4. Yeah, or no, no, I just downloaded it on the PS4. No, it came with mine. When I bought yeah, it, what was a game? Uh, it was. I think you were. You uh, were a pilot or something. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, I I played one of them where it was more of a Star Wars Rebels or something. Yeah, like uh, I'll pull it up here. No. Star Wars. Um, not Battlefront. That game drove me. I didn't really. Like oh, that. that's that's the one that I had was Battlefront. Now that you mentioned that. Yeah, that was the one where you were kind of, uh, oh, uh, what is it called? Force Um, I can't remember which one it was, but you, you kind of, you had a, obviously you had a lightsaber and you just kind of went through, let's see, was Force, the Force Unleashed. Yeah, oh, that yeah, came. yeah. I heard yeah, that was pretty so good. you kind of just uh, you were, I can't remember necessarily the character, but you were. Uh, it was you know like a third person, so you're behind the person the whole time, like the camera yeah. angle as you're playing. And 
Oh, but you you could play Darth Vader. You could play like uh, that was Battlefront. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right, Battlefront right. was like a battle royale style. <clears throat> Not yeah. really battle royale, but person versus person. And yeah, this one was more of like a one player game where you just kind of you leveled up and stuff. And you learned yeah. different moves with the lightsaber. <clears throat> that was Very a really cool. fun game. And I think they did two of them, like a sequel also to that. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I've gotten really into like the Sith lore recently. Yeah. Like uh like Darth Bane came up with a rule of two. Uh, I was listening to a thing earlier about the Sith Lord, I forget his name, Mal Darth Malgus, mm-hmm. who like th- there was a Sith Empire and the Sith he he got rid of the Dark Council and there was a um, like a secret mission to raid his base and the mission succeeded and he ended up dying and then Emperor Vitiate came from uh an- another like galactic empire to take over this galaxy. Yeah. And that's where like the old Republic Star Wars Old Republic comes in. Uh, the the Vitiate beats him, and Vitiate has two um, twin sons, and they just wreck fucking shop. Vitiate, um, he he transfer he can transfer. He's so powerful, he can transfer his essence. Like I was talking about Palpatine from yeah. from person to person. Like like he's immortal. Yeah, that's crazy. Like literally immortal. Yeah, and. And but he he and he uses the dark side, but like he doesn't. They don't have they have yellow lightsabers, or they use the force. I don't know if they they use both sides or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I love Star Wars too much. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just started. Or uh, yeah, earlier today actually, I just I got finished with that third book of the Game of Thrones thing, and I'm starting the fourth. Third one was awesome. Yeah, I've noticed you've been reading a lot. <laughs> I have to kind of read overtime with those, or I'm gonna I'm gonna be reading them for the next year. They're long. Yeah. I mean, I started that third one like probably a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Anytime I come in here, like you're not even watching TV. Yeah. You just sit on the couch reading. Yeah. I feel I feel bad because like Lucius and I are out here making a bunch of noise and whatnot. Nah, it doesn't bother me. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I could I could I could tune most of that stuff out, like especially from reading, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of clears my head. So very nice. I like doing it. Especially if I'm really into it. And like the the way I'm I've been reading it so much that like I think about it all the time. So Yeah. I'm like I won't I'm like right, you know, just talking about it right now makes me want to like read a chapter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think I can knock out a chapter yeah. real quick. <laughs> Yeah, I can read and do this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll just read while he's talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like one sentence after. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Yeah, again? I gotta repeat everything I say twice. <laughs> yeah. Put the fucking book down already. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, oh but yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh. So we got Star Wars coming out. I'm pretty pumped about mm-hmm. that. We don't really have any Marvel movies coming out. Re- no, I still need to see the the new Spider Man. Far from yeah, home. I need to see that too. Uh, I think there were some older Marvel movies that I, I think there was like a Captain America in there that I didn't see. Oh wow, can't remember which one, but 
There was three, right? Civil War, Winter Soldier. I think it might have been Winter Soldier. There was, there was but that's the one I I know how the Winter Soldier gets his arm and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, the uh, but yeah. So since the last time we did one of these, um, something big has happened. So yeah, yeah. We haven't, you know, talked about this since it happened. So and this is just something that hasn't happened in thirteen years. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh. Kind of a big deal, especially in if you're in our age group, yeah, and a fan, yeah, of the band. Tool, tool, <laughs> dude. I love this because it's um, it's very Crimson esque, and I know they're really fans yeah. of Crimson. This it is does sound like a King Crimson riff. This is Eleven, right? Uh, it almost sounds like Seven. It sounds like uh, frame by frame almost. Uh huh. Wait for it. Wait, I fucked it up. Yeah, so this song is called Tempest. It's on their new album, Fear Inoculum. It's pretty awesome. This is the only song on iTunes that has an explicit E next to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, frame by frame's in seven. Right. So that's right. why, it, yeah. Just wait. It, get, it gets better. The way they do this is so awesome. <laughs> God, it's so awesome. Yeah, it's a cool album, man. Most of these songs are in seven in this yeah. on this album though. It's in 11. Yeah. Two, three, four, five, uh, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, there you go, metalheads. Headbanging yeah. 11. Yeah, that's a great riff in 11. It's almost a, a shuffle. Mm hmm. <laughs> in 11. Dude, they're, uh, this, this album is so fucking amazing. Yeah. It really is fucking good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm very pleased with it. I am too, man. And, I mean, to all the people who are complaining about it, it's like, I don't know what you were expecting. Like, it's, yeah, it's fucking it's cool, man. Exactly. Like, this is exactly what I was anticipating. But yeah. like it's even it, it's it actually kind better. of exceeded my expectations. Well, yeah. after ten thousand days, and I like ten thousand days. There's a lot of good stuff about ten thousand days. Yeah. But I think it fell really short after. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, especially because it was six years after Lateralis, mm -hmm. and Lateralis like 
I mean, blew the doors off of yeah. everything. Every fucking thing. Yeah, that's kind of their Sergeant Pepper. Yeah, absolutely. It's like where they really figured it out. Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 10,000 Days out of all their albums, that's the one I've probably heard the very least. I think I think they were in kind of a weird place yeah. uh, when that came out. Um, yeah. There was there was just some like Vicarious is really well. No, it's, it's a good album, man. It really yeah. is. Vicarious was really good. Ride It Two was really fucking good. Yeah. Maynard was still like like gritty and hitting those really high notes. Ride It Two. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like, but on this one you can tell that like they're older. They're dealing with like, like different things. Yeah. And, and they're in a new stage in life. Another thing you can tell on this is how it was written. Like, you can tell that the the three instrumentalists wrote all the music and then sent it to Maynard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's how the last one was, too. Yeah. But you can, like, anything before that, you can tell Maynard was very in the writing process. Yeah. And I've listened to um, um, interviews with him, and he's like, you know, he's like, I can't talk down about my brothers. Like, they're good guys. It, it, I, to make this work, I had to step back. I had to pull my ego out of it. Yeah. And that's big. That, that is that, big. That's big, you know, especially of a vocalist to, to say, I need to take a step back. You guys are doing great. I feel like I'm hurting the, the, the writing process. I'm hurting right. this. Let me know when you're ready, and I will come do my part. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's. I don't think that's a bad method for a band like this. Like let, the, get, let the music get done, you know. Right. Before you start trying yeah. to let them be ninety nine percent finished before you start trying to yeah. alter well, melodies and stuff. Someone in there is a perfectionist too, and he he kept yeah. saying that like he would get sent something and start working, and like a month later, like no 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 no, we're gonna change that. We yeah. don't like that. We're gonna change that. No, yeah. send it back. You know, or this. Yeah, and the mixing. Yeah. Took him a really long time, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think Maynard said in some recent interview that he's like, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we've had a great album for like the last five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we could have released it five years ago and it yeah. would have been a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. Hey, man. Sometimes it, you got to wait. Yeah. Well, I think that's a lot of this, too, is this album called fear inoculum because i think they were scared to put it out yeah i think that yeah he also he has also said that it's like you know sometimes you just have to realize you're not that important yeah you know that you just you just need to go out and do it you just got to go out and do it yeah like it just get out of the way of yourself and go and yeah move forward yeah you're overthinking it yeah absolutely mm -hmm. Hey man, overthinking, overanalyzing, separates the body from the mind, bro. Yeah. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, spiral out, motherfucker. <laughs> spiral out. <laughs> that's totally what they mean by that. <clears throat> I assume. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm a big fan of this album, though. I am too. I I, I am too, man. I think the mix sounds really good. I I do like how they incorporated a lot of their old sounds. I I was I started thinking about it. At first I was like, man, I wish I would have come up with some new stuff, but like they're already so 
in depth of a band. Like, could you imagine trying to cycle through all these sounds live? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. already. So they, they, I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, I've got this new sound for this, this, this. And someone was like, yeah, but how are you going to do that live? Yeah. You know, how are you going to do that live? Like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I should just keep it like this. Yeah, it's like, you know, I have a computer up on stage with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, Danny does. Yeah. He has to with all his synths. Yeah. But, uh... But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you can a, hear some Mandala on some of the songs, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. he loves, he yeah. loves those sounds. Which, mm-hmm. uh, they fit, and they work great. Yeah, like the tabla sound. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, it's a cool sample on that thing. For the it tabla. is. It sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds so amazing. Oh, here's another thing. Like, all the drum tracks with all, like, the electronics and everything yeah. were done all at the same time. Like, he wasn't, he didn't, like, lay down all the electronic stuff, then go back and put the drums in. He just played it. He fucking played yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. There's an interview with Adam Jones yeah. uh, uh, where he's talking about that. He said he was talking with a couple different drummers, like the drummer from Mastodon and the drummer from uh, somewhere else. And they're like, oh, man, this is cool. How many takes did it take him to do that? And he's like, no, no, he just he just did it. Yeah, it's part of his part. Yeah, that's that he just did that. Yeah. And he said, like, the look on their face was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Adam Jones, like, he said, like, when those guys, guys like that that are so good at what they do, like, have that look on their face, it's like it hits you like, like, like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm in a band with the greatest drummer in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean... Modern day uh, Neil Peart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The greatest progressive drummer, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, you can definitely tell he's got a signature sound for sure. Oh, yeah. They all do, man. Dude, mm-hmm. the bass tone on this album? Yeah. Un- Fucking believable. Mm-hmm. Unfucking believable. And it's really interesting, Danny's kit now, because it's all pieced together from past kits that he's had. He played a sonar uh, back in like the 90s and, yeah. and early 2000s, and now he's got like two bass drums from one kit, and then he's got all his electronic stuff and cymbals, but he's, he uses like rototoms. Now and he's like, I really like the rototoms because it makes everything like so much easier. You've only got one head to tune, yeah. You know, uh, and then like he's got a floor tom. Like his two kick drums actually were are made from uh, uh, piety cymbals, like melted down. It's part of that kit from Lateralis. Yeah. Um, And then he's got the rototoms, and then his floor toms. I think one, uh, they're, they're both custom. One's like a tube of doom or something. Like it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like six, it's sixteen by eighteen or something weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Right here, listen to that. Just rocking that china. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's not typical of Danny Carey.
Another thing that's really great about this album is that right there. <laughs> that's the same note. Or, or actually, Philip pointed this out to me. Um, on this song, like he holds the same note, but he cycles through like six different tones. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's crazy how he does that. It's it's all pick technique. Yeah. It's all pick technique. That's what makes Adam Jones such a great guitarist. Like on this one, he opened up a little bit and started doing more Woodley Waz. Yeah. But like that was never his thing. His thing was always like pick technique and tone and whatnot. Yeah. And it, it was made more apparent to me after I heard this interview because uh, he grew up with Tom Morello. Yeah. They came out of the. They graduated from the same high school. Tom Morello's mother was like his homeroom teacher. Yeah. Um, they moved to L.A. around the same time. Rage Against the Machine uh, started like made it big, and then Tool started getting record deal offers. And yeah. like when they realized, oh shit, we actually have something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went straight over to Tom, and he was like, Tom was very instrumental about um, helping us out with this. Yeah. And he said That's th- cool. that Tom like. Sh- like told him you know it's like it, it's a balance you can take more money and give them more control or you can take less money and have more artistic control and he's like that's that's the way we went we took less yeah. money and had more artistic control and just kind of did what we wanted that's cool. and look at him now yeah you know it's look at both those bands exactly exactly <laughs> yeah what does Phillips think about this album he loves he it. He liked it. Good. Yeah, he actually lo- he like. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah. he had some really good things to say, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it, it wasn't surprising after the last conversation I had with Philip uh, about Lateralis. Like he was like, you know what? I listened to Lateralis, and that album was totally meant to be listened to on some sort of hallucinogen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, it it definitely takes you deep. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes you to uh, other places, man. It, it really does. Yeah, and uh, it is a great album. You know, he he was saying that Lateralus was their peak. Uh, this is definitely better than Ten Thousand Days. Like, all in all, it, it going into it, you have to realize they're all fifty plus. Right. You know, so you have to. You can't expect the same kind of. Well, I think a lot of passion and yeah. Well, I mean, I think a, what a lot of people are expecting is because what's popular right now is like the super shreddy, genty, like virtuoso, yeah. like this finger tapping, noodling, no. sweeps, and stuff like that. It's like no. you're never going to get that out of Tool. Like, no. It's so hard to write original music on like metal. Well, I guess it's not. I just don't write it. But like guys that probably write metal write it all day. But. To me, it would be hard to write something that sounds uh, original in yeah. this genre. You know what I mean? I think that'd be yeah. tricky. I think that what really made Tool stand out was how they use dynamics, um, like their ebbs and flows in their songs. Yeah. Um, how they, um, how they've all mastered rhythm all four of them have mastered rhythm and yeah. they know how to intertwine in and out with each other mm-hmm. um, and I really they're all very musically inclined um, 
in saying that, what I mean is they will be thinking about the theme of a song and the emotion that they're trying to pull out of this certain motif and each instrument is playing to that theme. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you don't really get that in Jet. Yeah. You know what I just, mean? Yeah. Like it, or, or like progressive metal. It's a lot of like shreddy sweeps and, you know, which there's a place in time for that. But yeah. like with, with this and, and Hashtag vacay. With, no with what they do, it's they like, Cindy. there's a lot of thought and, and passion put into um, every single note and, and, you know, I mean, maybe over, overthinking it, but they, they put a lot of thought into like bringing out certain emotions and taking you certain places and painting these pictures, you know, sonically um, yeah. and it, it, they're, they're masters of it. That's what mm-hmm. that's what tool where tool really stands out, even down to like how hard Danny's gonna hit the the drums, you know, yeah. and, and the different sounds that that he uses on his synths, and you know how Justin is is picking the bass, yeah, um, and, and, ha- and how it all choice fits of together. effects and exactly, stuff. and how it all fits together, and you know, and even Maynard's instrument, his voice, uh, it it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hit any high notes on this. So yeah, yeah. he he really pulled out some really awesome harmonies mm-hmm. in this. Some really awesome harmonies. Uh and I think also to kind of help I don't want to say compensate with that, but yeah. like help take over part of the melody part. Um Adam Jones has a lot more guitar solos. He's got a two minute solo on this. Yeah. Yeah. And like he harmonizes with himself on one of them that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does he does a lot of really cool things on here. Um, I they stepped out of the box, but still kept true to Tool. And I think they kind of I I really think on I think this is the culmination of all their albums so far. I don't think they're gonna do another one. It, yeah, I I think this is a good one to end on. Because yeah. it has elements of all the previous six, mm-hmm. uh, and um, this would fit the theme of Tool, just the seventh album, because they've been rocking that seven-sided <laughs> star for the longest time. Yeah. You know, I think they they play in seven a lot. On dude, on this yeah. one, like this is the, the theme of this album is definitely seven. Yeah. Shit, you know the do 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 do. Yeah, but that's yeah. like their riff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's like, absolutely. If you sung that to somebody who had listened to Tool, they'd be like, "What Tool song is that?" Yeah, <laughs> is that is that four sixty two? Yeah, it's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's four sixty two. You know, but a lot of bands do that. You know, yeah, have a theme. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that uh, I, I mean, I think they hit their mark on this one. Uh, I I really do. I think after 10,000 days and some of the reviews that they got, like, I think it kind of scared them. Yeah. And that's why they, they're, you know, in fear of releasing another one. Uh, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. It's great. I it like is, it a lot. It is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Tempest. And, you know, they gave Danny Carey a solo. Not like he doesn't have a solo on every fucking song. <laughs> like every fill. Yeah. It just seems like a solo because it's, you're like, whoa, <laughs> Well, he he had that was a lot of hits. He he yeah. Whoa, <laughs> shit. Um, you know, and some people were talking about like the oh, 
Uh, so they set some records with this album. Uh, so first of all, they set records with um, streaming. Uh-huh. All their albums were on the top of the charts for however long. Yeah. Um, this album actually uh, beat Taylor Swift. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And there's a lot of funny memes out there. Oh, I haven't even <laughs> I haven't seen any. I'm sure there are. But like this album beat like is is beating Taylor Swift in the charts or something and uh uh the, I forget where I was going with that. Like uh, it, it, a bunch there's of records, yeah. It's a record like that um that's like the first time a rock band has done that in so many years. Yeah, it's um, taking a pop star out of the top place. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's very it's interesting, you know. I mean, very passionate fans uh worldwide. Um, well, and the streaming thing is huge for them. Like the fact that they yeah, open that up. Like, yeah. I mean, like all their all their old albums are on the charts again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, At the top of the charts. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and it's it's, it's kind of cool, cool that like a uh, a whole new generation of people are gonna get to go listen to their whole back catalog and stuff. Because mm-hmm. you know, somebody who's probably uh, you know, like a sixteen or seventeen year old kid right now. Um, before all this happened, before this album came out, probably didn't know who Tool was. Or their last it's album probably came. just their dad's band. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, this is kind of common though. Um, that bands will will have like a resurgence. Uh, when you know when they get older and mm-hmm. start doing, you know, uh, they'll they'll. Like the the kids or their fans will start, you know, sixteen to eighteen, and they'll start listening to their parents' stuff, and mm-hmm. so they'll you know they'll want to go to the shows with their dads and or their moms, and their their parents will take the kids to the show. You know, it's a family experience or whatever. Yeah, and then, uh, like the the band will put out a a new album, and they'll have like two good songs, and the rest are just trash. Mm-hmm. And then everybody will go to the show. And they just want to hear all the old tunes, and they'll play nothing but the new album, and everybody will get mad <laughs> yeah. and sh- shit on them all yeah. over the internet. And yeah, classic rock bands do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> we don't, we don't want your old song. Yeah, right. This is tune off a new album. Yeah, <laughs> you know, y'all heard it yet? We're like, that's not what we came for. Yeah, this is tune off our new album. No, I'm gonna go take yeah, a piss. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went and saw the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and they were. Um, they play all their hits. It was awesome. It was nice. really, really good. And th- but there was a, like I dropped off of the Smashing Pumpkins pretty much after that double album. Is that a jet? Yeah, it sounds like it. Jesus. I don't, oh, what the AC. Uh, speaking of jets, we have. There's like a. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Um, an airway. I don't know an air road, where. It's like a like a heading that planes, you know, go towards that is literally directly over our house. Like anytime you see a jet coming, you could see it follows the same line. It's like a highway almost. Oh wow! On the way to DFW, I guess from up north. Or, yeah, yeah. Like it's like because I, I was sitting out there the other day, and maybe that's the, there was like two or three planes that flew over in about ten minutes, but they were all just following that same route. I wonder if like there's a uh, um, I wonder if that's the way the um, landing strip is, the runway. Yeah, there. I bet that 
I mean, I know there's got to be like roadways up there in a, in a sense, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to Like if you're if you're going to Chicago, you you go this you go way for this much this and then you go this way for the other, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you'd have to have something like that, otherwise, like people just take off and go whichever way they want. You'd have yeah. all sorts of wrecks and whatnot. Yeah. Well, that's why the flying cars don't exist. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, oh, uh, those people are stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people can't even control cars on the ground. Yeah. And you're just gonna give them a, you know, a flying vehicle. That's right? why, like, those memes of like, like, you know, we we're supposed to have flying cars by 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, we got this shit, and it's like a hoverboard that, yeah, quote unquote hoverboard it. or whatever. Yeah, it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're irresponsible ass. Can't even clean your room. <laughs> yeah, and you want to fly? Yeah, exactly. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere around flying people flying around fuck cars. No, dude. There's there's a wreck every day mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Oh, I see a wreck. At least once a week, just riding around on my bike. And you wanna you wanna put a wreck once a day in the air. In yeah. Above houses right. and businesses and schools. Right. Yeah. Hospitals yeah. and yeah, That's go, some collateral damage. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like one fender bender takes out an entire shopping center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought of another record. Tool broke. Um, Fear Inoculum mm-hmm. is the first 10-minute single to be played on the radio. Oh, nice. Nice. Crazy, huh? Yeah. That is crazy. Like, as a new release? Because I know sometimes... In- uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean... Sometimes radio stations will do, like, we're going to play... In a God of Eda, the full version. Yeah, you well, be up yeah. At like midnight to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As a as a new release, because yeah, you, I've heard twenty one twelve on the radio. Before. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I've heard um, uh, the first part of twenty one twelve, not the whole like eighteen minute song. And the first part's like eight minutes. Yeah, or whatever. But yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, the first ten minute and that's, that's a good cool. one too, man. That Fuck. is a good one. And the thing about it, like this album, there's only seven songs. Yeah, yeah, one, pretty two, much because there's four, a couple uh, interludes. Yeah, I think I'm missing one here. Let me take a look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Nope, there's only six. Yeah. <coughs> Fear Inoculum, Numa, Invincible. Descending, Culling Voices, Tempest, and Chocolate Chip Trip is the the drum solo. Yeah. Culling Voices is a good song. It fucking is, man. So is Invincible. I like I like Descending too. Mm-hmm. Invincible is a good song. We should play another one. Yeah, let's play one more. Uh, let's see. We should do Invincible or let's do Invincible. Okay. That's such a great song, man. Again, it's in seven. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Go. All right. Weapon out and bellion. Song rules. 
That sounds like a Crimson Rift, too. Oh, yeah. The, the chord progression they use in Descending is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, it really gives you that descending feeling. Yeah. This this song's got a bunch of really cool parts in it. Is this the one that has the? I think it is. Where like the they have the da 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 da, da but it's offset. Uh-huh. So it's. Um, let me think about this. There's that's three on seven. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I was like, man, what is that? I, I was like, oh. Longing tooth and soul, longing for another wind. God, it's so good. This is a classic tool song already. I know, right? Like it's a perfect representation of. Like yeah, what the band is. A beautiful voice yeah. over three on seven. Yeah. is offset yeah. one two three one two three four five six seven oh shit oh no it gets later on in the song where they do that alright let's do this well, let's offset it this time <laughs> This is cool. Yes. This is when I wish the persona still worked so we could hook those bad boys up and just fucking like, dude, Home Alone, I would blare the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dance out here in my underwear being all fucking weird and shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be cool to get a sub, maybe. I got one in the garage. Well, like a one one for these, for the oh, yeah. Yamahas, you know. Yeah. Get a... Like just get the Yamaha sub. Yeah, it was so cool that the wow. Yeah. <laughs> those, those swells are so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm.
That's so cool, the reverse. The reverse, yeah. That's the three out seven again. Yeah. <laughs> when the ride symbol kicks in here, it's just stereotypical data carry. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, uh, it, in an interview, Maynard was asked, why did you, like, move to the back of the stage? Like, well, you know, like, was that, like, an artistic choice, or what was that? And he goes, no. It was made it easier on the sound guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, I got a lot, like, because his mic is, he's always facing Danny. He's like, it made more sense because now we can all see each other. Yeah. Okay? And now you don't have, you know, the symbols bleeding through the mic. Um, it's, a, it, like, it sounds a lot better. Yeah. And I had to, I had to... You know, decide am I out here to put on a show like like be David Lee Roth or like a right. front man or mm -hmm. am I here to express my music and my art and he said I mean at that point in time like I'm there for the art so I I had to take the step back yeah and and you know it, do, do it I mean I, he's like I get a lot more isolation back there I mm -hmm. don't have guitar amps Bleeding into my microphone, like it, yeah. it's me. And it's like that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. That's another thing that would be really hard for most singers to do. Oh, absolutely. Well, because they don't consider themselves singers, they consider themselves frontmen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like well, everybody connects with me with my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean they want to look at your fat ass. <laughs> you get out there, you get a big ego. Yeah. Start eating them cheeseburgers like it ain't no big deal. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to work out. Yeah. They love me because my beautiful same songs. <laughs> Got grease all over your shirt. Yeah. boo, look at me. I want you. Yep. 
saw, I think. Saw wave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or triangle or whatever. Yeah. I guess that is a saw. Might be a couple of them combined. Or vocoder. It's like one of the best effects in the world. It is. He's got like. He's got an Autobot as a backup singer. Yeah. So, what Danny Carey does here is pretty awesome. How he subdivides this. Also, see, I haven't been able to count it out right, but this is what it sounds like he's doing. So, everybody's in seven, right? Everyone's in. Let's say, let's call this seven four. Yeah. Playing in four. That's four on seven. Listen, listen to that. Listen where he accents. Two, uh, three, four, five, six, seven. Snare. Two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven. Bass. Just yeah. Just straight, straight. fucking yeah. rock over seven, dude. Yeah. Which is really cool because that's role reversal for them. Usually it'd be. Danny Carey playing at seven against their four. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, man. That is cool. Yeah, he didn't do a lot of straight beats. When I heard this, I was like, whoa. Okay, so so everyone's in seven now. Mm-hmm. Or I guess he would have been in seven two then, but. So. He's in 7-8 Danny's in 7-8 So he subdivides it in half Now they're all in 7-8 No, this isn't the song that he does it in Never mind. Uh. <laughs> Maybe it is No, it isn't Because they kick the tempo up I think it's in descending They're, they're doing like this riff in 7 And like they're they're all in like set they're they're all in let's say seven four. Yeah. Danny Danny goes into um, seven eight, so he he divides he plays the same thing, but he, he he divides it by two. Yeah, and then he divides it again by two, so it's, he's in seven sixteen. Oh wow! It's dude, it's insane. Yeah, like, so he just so, goes from like quarters to eighths to sixteenths. Yeah, but it, like it's weird how it, how it. It, how he divides it. So like, he takes their one and makes it two, then he makes the two four. Jesus. So I guess they they'd be in like seven two, and then he's in seven four, and then seven eight. If that's e- if yeah. that's easy, you know what I mean? Wow. At least that's what it sounds like to me. I've been able to count it out, but when I first heard it, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> that's the coolest fucking thing. That's the cra- That's the coolest polyrhythm. That's the coolest take on a polyrhythm I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. I guess take on an odd meter. No, it, it would be. That's awesome. 
that's that's another classic tool thing where the um, guitar and bass are are in a polyrhythm and then it's it's literally like they're panned and you can hear the guitar on the left and the bass on the right and it's like the hemiola going on in your head but like one's playing six and one play, one's playing four. Oh yeah it, it just it's this album really is a masterpiece the more you listen to it the the more i listen to it the more i just fucking love it yeah there's there's a ton of good parts uh this like i listened to it probably uh, about three or four times just the first couple of days it came out and then uh me and drew listened to it on the way to kyle's when we went to labor day and uh yeah Truly, truly digs it too. So. Of course he mm. does. This yeah. is right up Drew's alley too, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, his only critique was that uh, he wishes Danny Carey would have picked different drum synth sounds, but I was kind of like, well, that's just, those are his sounds. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yes, well, yeah. It, at first, I see, I was mm-hmm. kind of the same way, but mm-hmm. like, again, like I was saying earlier, I thought about it like, it, it's it's easier to play live if you just use the same sounds. Oh yeah, you know. And honestly, that's the mentality that a fifty year old would have. Mm-hmm. It, it's the little things like that, you yeah, know. It's like, oh, I gotta learn this instrument now or this synthesizer now. It's like, oh, I like this it's one. Like, I like yeah. mine. Yeah, this one's already here. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. use this. <clears throat> yeah. This will work fine. I'm I'm badass enough. Yeah, yeah. If this can't do it, then I just won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's this or nothing happens. <laughs> This or nothing. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah. So, here, we're going to turn direction a little bit. Something no, else. I want to talk about Tool for the rest of the night. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, can, we can bring it back. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the stand up specials that have been coming out in like the last couple of weeks have been some of the best, maybe so of all time. Have you, uh, Dave Chappelle, you've seen that one? Oh, yeah. Oh. Watched dude. it like three times. Yeah. Oh, dude, his trans joke is hilarious. <laughs> well, the just the way that he, um, oh, he puts them all in a car. Yeah, I, I actually made a trans joke on Facebook, and uh, it got mixed reactions. It's going to. Yeah. You know, it, it it's really going to. I heard something, I heard something the other day um, about the whole SJW and trans things and and catering to their feelings. It's like they're, I, you know. Nothing against them for me personally, but they're less mm-hmm. than a percentage of the the population, mm-hmm. they're, or they're less than ten percent of the population. And in a democracy, you can't let less than ten percent of the population dictate. Yeah, you know, granted, they're entitled to their rights and freedom, just right. like everybody else. Yeah, but you can't let them dictate how you know that society runs. Yeah, exactly. You, uh, you just can't. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's nothing personally against them, but in a democracy, like that's not how democracy works at all. Yeah. So it it, it was just it you was have to legislate for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah those the the car analogy was great. Oh uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, he had a lot of really really good bits, like the whole juicy smoothie. That was so oh, funny. My God, that was so good. That was so funny. Well, he's, uh, at that one part, he's like. Uh, <laughs> That doesn't sound like something a bunch of racist homophobes would say. That sounds like something <laughs> I, would I would say. say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I friggin' laughed my ass off whenever I saw that. His uh, <laughs> his joke about the skit that he had to go talk to those people about. Yeah. 
And he's like, well, hold on. I I can't say faggot. Yeah. But I can say the N-word. Yeah. You know. Indiscriminately. Indiscriminately. (laughs) She goes, yeah, but you're not gay. Hmm. Well, I'm not an N-word either. (laughs) (laughs) That was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Like, uh, I was like, oh, okay. That's got layers. That's a deep joke. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, one of the funniest layers about it is anytime he said the word faggot, mm-hmm. he yelled it. He yelled it, yeah. In the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I've read all so kinds funny. of articles just dogging on it. And what's funny is, like, all the critics don't like it, but everybody that's watched it that isn't a critic Loves it. Everybody well, I know that's... the critics don't like it because they're supposed to not like right. it. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, I, they I, don't want to represent any of his views. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they're... Um, what did one guy call it? Their office morale dictates yeah. how they have to write these pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> BuzzFeed. Right, yeah. You don't want to hurt the feelings of the person in the cubicle across away from you right. oh well, it had your name well, like on it. You... buzzfeed would have to hate that because that's you know th- that's the the um it's not office morale i had it it's, that's the office culture yeah your office culture dictates that you have to be upset at this yeah so your editor expects you to be upset at this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know and, and like <laughs> it just like this guy took apart this whole article that's like someone wrote you know and uh, about how they didn't like that it was offensive and this that and the other and he mm-hmm. goes well hold on on number one after he after he got done with it he's like interesting um your first lines were as a journalist yada 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 but this was not a journalistic piece in the least bit it's an yeah. opinion piece right and you know so y- you first of all need to get that correct before you can start talking about anybody or anything. Oh yeah. And it, it it's really interesting how um the lines of journalism have been extremely blurred. Yeah. Um in recent years. But anyway, back to Dave Chappelle. It's hilarious. Hilarious. It is a great special. It's probably one of his best. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, it's 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 a you know, it was it was fun to see because it was like a return to his old form. Like Oh yeah. Like his delivery and everything. Like he did, he did those two other specials. The one where he first got in trouble with uh, the the T's. <laughs> the uh, He's like the T's don't like yeah, me at they all. Hate my fucking guts. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he doesn't care either. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just telling jokes. He's not trying to piss anybody off, but like that if was, he could push some buttons, he's going to. That but. Was, that's another thing. Like these are comedians. Exactly. Like yeah, people are treating it like TED talks. It's like yeah, they're trying yeah. to they're they what they've done is spent a year or two perfecting all of these words and every all their writing and all their material to where it appeals to the majority of the people no matter where they go, you know. Yeah. It's it uh blows my mind, man. Like if if you're looking at comedians as modern day philosophers, Mhm. And, you know, uh, like they're steering our society. Yeah. Like you. No, they're just commenting on it. Need help. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're, they're making it funny for the rest of yeah. us to be able to accept and, mm-hmm. you know, and work through any issues that we might have with the topic that they have. Right. And they're saying things that a lot of us can't say. 
or don't want to say or won't say yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh the, the the second one that came out was the uh it came out oh yeah today's september 11th it is um never forget i thought of a joke that i was gonna post today but i was still kind of uh, i didn't want to post like two offensive jokes in two days i had but to go to a vfw today and we mm-hmm. had the do you remember where you were mm-hmm. uh, on september 11th 2001 it's like yeah i do yeah, I remember. Uh, and it's kind of hard to for, hard to forget that. Yeah, you know. And there was another piece on the Russ Martin show. Like now, um, the hashtag never forget and and all that it's become so commercialized because now people are starting to have September 11th sales. Oh my god! You yeah, know, sept- that's a very like American thing. Mattress to do. sales. Yeah, uh, and and stuff like that. And it, it that's be crossing the line and when people yeah. start to cross the line like you don't even want to bring it up because you don't want to be tied into you know trying to capitalize on a tragedy but if you don't but it's a double-edged sword because if you don't bring it up like you don't want to be categorized as not caring yeah yeah that's kind of yeah. why i didn't post the joke today because the majority yeah. of my facebook feed was uh and i got a lot of friends that are in the military and stuff or were in the military or still in the military and you know, yeah, we're at the age where most, if we had friends in the military at that time, they went to go fight, you know? Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to, and some of those are my close friends. I don't want to push any buttons or piss anybody off. But since we're on a podcast, I th- yeah. it's a really quick joke. I'm just going to say it. Um, I was just going to post, uh, <laughs> uh, never forget what. <laughs> <laughs> but see that's kind of hard that doesn't oh i have God. to say it in a specific way like make myself sound kind of stupid and ignorant i thought you were gonna do a remember the alamo <laughs> joke oh no but yeah but that's it doesn't translate very well in text i typed it out even a couple times today and i was like i'm just gonna and then i was like it just yeah. does that just looks mean yeah it looks disrespectful so it's, yeah. it's funnier if I say it there to your right. face. Yeah, yeah, remember what? Yeah, never forget what. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on now. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, uh, Bill Burr Bill yesterday Burr's. put out his special on the tenth on Netflix, and uh, I, I saw it last night. Oh, yeah, you you texted me it's late. Hilarious. I think you texted me right when you finished it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dude, the the final shot of it. Uh, I could probably find the, is that uh, it, is that the one where like it's on the floor and it's looking down like a long hall? Uh, I've seen it on there. No, I've seen a couple Bill Burr, Bill Burr things. The, I guess if it, if it just put it on yesterday, yeah, there was a. Uh, I wouldn't have seen that. I don't know. It was um, like it's it's during the closing credits of it, and uh, his wife posted it. I think. Um. Yeah. Is during the closing credits of the special. It's uh, it's him standing in front of an empty or standing on the stage of an empty Royal Albert Hall. Yes, yes. And it, he's holding his daughter. Oh wait, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So like, as the credits are rolling, it's just the sound of the crowd leaving the the uh the theater. Yeah. And it's just a still shot of that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that makes me think of like. You know, sharing what you do with your kids and like, you know, this is daddy's work. This is daddy's work. And uh, one of Dave Chappelle's jokes mm-hmm. is like, like he's like, you know, 
my wife used to tell me, uh, and this might be one of his older jokes, but he's like, my wife used to tell me, and she would go upstairs and she'd be like, don't eat the kids' food. Mm-hmm. And I said, don't eat the kids' lunches. And I was like, man, I'm a grown man. I don't eat their lunches anymore. But to be fair to her, I used to get high as fuck and then go in there and gobble up their sandwiches. <laughs> Not like she can't go in there and make some more, you know? And back then, and he was like, my kids are at that age when, like, everything your dad does is cool. Yeah. Like, oh, dad took a bite out of my sandwich. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and also, man, their dad's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, they could go sell that shit on eBay for, like, a $1,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does that, uh, the bit about, like, he comes home uh, from being on tour or something, and his son was like, yeah, we had to have a school shooting drill today. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, son, ignore everything they tell you. Uh, he's like, you're Dave Chappelle's son. They're going to be gunning for you, son. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Save yourself. <laughs> he's like, you know how much shit I've talked? <laughs> They're going to be coming for you, son. <laughs> you know how much shit I've talked. That's so funny. Yeah, that was a really good special. It was. I had man. to see it a second time because, like, the first time I saw it, I was watching it, and like about halfway through, I was like, "This is really good." Like, and uh, you know, when I, I I do this thing, like when I'm watching like a a comedy special that I'm getting really into, for some reason, it makes me like want to pace around instead of just sit and watch it. Really? Because I get kind of excited. Yeah, it like amps me up. <laughs> like when I see like one of my favorite comics awesome. just killing it. And That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's funner for me to laugh and walk around than it is to just kind of. That's how I. That's how I get spot. with like really good albums like Fear Inoculum. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, yeah, you can't sit down. You just, well, like I get extremely inspired. Yeah, yeah, like and that's one thing Tools always done for me is like extremely. It like musically, I was of course I was extremely inspired, but like mm-hmm. just in life in general, like I like Fear Inoculum. I want to go look at the things that I've been scared to do or failed at and you yeah. know, I've been contemplating doing again and be like, man, I can fucking do this. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can fucking do this. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, you know, uh, I guess I guess I should touch on the subject. I've kind of been talking about it all day because I was kind of running my old route in Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to buy a bar and the deal fell through. So, you know, I'm, I'm back at the distributor, back mm-hmm. at Benny Keith. And, uh, which, I mean, they were very gracious, they were gracious enough to bring me back. I left on good terms. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't be thankful enough for them. Uh, it, the long story short, the deal went south. The business wasn't worth, um, ori- the original price we agreed upon. And I brought that to the guy's attention and he couldn't come off of that. And yeah, I wasn't going to pay that. Uh, so, um, you know, lost some money in that, but would have lost a lot of more, a yeah. lot more. Um, I I will say this, uh, a lot of very interesting things came out of that. Um, You know, you find out exactly what people think of you and what people, um, how people view you uh, when you're making life decisions like that. And like you're with a company 11 years and you decide to leave. Um, Like a lot of people like really reached out to me um, in the company and it's like, hey, man, we're rooting for you. Um, so just, you know, you let us know, we'll come support. Um, a lot of people on my route were like, Hey man, we're rooting for you. Um, we're sad to see you go, but we're glad it's this way. 
Yeah. And we're glad you're actually not going far so we can um, come support you. Um, yeah. I, I still have people call me. Um, actually, a girl called me the other day and left me a voicemail. She's like, hey, I just heard from so-and-so that you've got a new place going and you're looking for some bartenders to come in and kill it. So um, just, you know, go. my, my name's such and such. And yeah. here's my number. Call me back. Um, and, uh, you know, it, telling the story and seeing people's reactions, they're like, well, I'm sorry it happened that way, you know, but, you know, maybe something else would come along. Um, I've been presented actually with a lot of opportunities. I'm not at a place where I can do it right now, but yeah. I've had three, four old accounts like reach out to me and say, listen, we're sorry that didn't work, but I mean, if you're still looking, uh, we'd like to yeah. sit down and talk. Um, nice. And I actually, I've had two people that, you know, potential investors reach out to me like, hey man, if, if you're going to end up doing what you originally wanted to do, we want in. Um, yeah. I, I've had multiple people say, Blake, like you're going to kill it in doing this and owning your own place. So, Hey man, uh, we're rooting for you. And further on down the line, if you want to be a part of a restaurant group, like he, he, go cut your teeth in your own place and then let's go do something. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. Get some investment capital for yourself. Maybe. Uh, yeah, kind of, um, what I think they were referring to is like it, what I mean by cutting your teeth is like go learn what it's like to be an owner, you know, and own your own place and yeah. and learn all the ins and outs. And once once you're not, you know, green behind the gills and owning your own spot yeah. and you kind of understand what it takes and, you know, what people expect of you and wh what you need to do to make money, um, then come talk to us and we need to, you know, put put some pen to paper, come up with an idea and, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go kill it. Yeah. yeah which, which, you know, I've got some really good ideas. Um, I've got a lot of opportunities um, ahead of me and, you know, listening to this album on repeat, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's really just told, taught me, it's like, don't be scared, man. Just go do it. You failed the first time. Uh, yeah, because he, I can point the finger at him. I can point the finger at me. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't a good deal. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, and, and I don't consider failure a bad thing. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, what you're doing is difficult. So, I mean, if you would have nailed it on the first try, it almost would have, yeah, you know, it would have been yeah. uh, a little bit, you know, it's, yeah, yeah you'd, a learning experience for sure. It was definitely a learning experience. Yeah. Um, I, I learned a lot of what to look out for and what to look for. And, um, so, uh, it, it's not a complete failure. I failed in, uh, striking out and owning my own business, but I didn't fail on learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. W which is really interesting too. I, um, I was, I've started this thing with Lucius, um, and at every meal, um, and it, we've done it so much. He brings it up. Like I say, we, we all say three things we're thankful for. You've, you've done it as well with us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know. I always say I'm I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for for my family, um, and I'm thankful for all the days opportunities for me to learn a new lesson. Yeah. And uh, uh, Brittany asked me the other day. She's like, "You you all you say that every time. You're always thankful for what the day has offered you." I was like, 
Yeah, because every day I learn something. Yeah, I I I go into the next day knowing something, have with more knowledge, mm-hmm. and I, I feel more prepared for that day. Um, and if you're not thankful for the the lessons you learn, then you didn't learn them. Like yeah. you didn't you, you if you don't appreciate the lesson, you didn't learn it. Mm-hmm. She just kind of stopped and like looked at me. She's like, I hate it when you make sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, dumbass. So, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, you're so difficult. Or she'll she'll make an old man joke. Be like, yeah. that's such that's such something that that's something an old man would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 37. Yeah. You're gonna go put on a cardigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of starting stuff. Should we say? Should we announce this? The whole. Uh... Not yet. No. Okay, okay. No. Not yet. Right. I'll we'll keep it under wraps. Still, I think a it's couple people know that I've. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think bouncing ideas off of people <coughs> and and whatnot. I think once there's something a little bit more concrete. Yeah. Um, <coughs> is when when we should do that. Yeah. I I I was gonna hesitate. I wasn't just gonna. Blah. Here it is. But yeah, we got something cool going on in the works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, if you're in the podcast world, listening to it, yeah, yeah. It, you know, definitely all the listeners. If you're interested in in you know having your own podcast and whatnot, you're, mm-hmm. you'll be interested in what what we're concocting. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely going to benefit everybody involved in podcasting, and yeah, we think that it's it's going to help. Yeah, say. Uh, um, Say you're a funny person or a great musician or you feel like you got something to say, but you don't have the audio engineering or that type of knowledge, then, yeah, it'd it's be a gonna, big benefit. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to it's gonna be extremely helpful for everybody. Yep. Uh, and it, it's going to make podcasting accessible to a lot of people. So, yes, um, I don't we don't want to say too much more. Right. We haven't hashed out all the details. Yeah. But soon, probably but within soon. the next two episodes, we'll, I think we can announce it. Yeah, I th- maybe that should be our next big announcement on fifty-five with um, Alex and Drew. Alex yeah. and Drew, mm-hmm. the showdown. We gotta play uh, Sammy Hagar. <laughs> we gotta find all the songs that have five or fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, even songs that are in five. Yeah, yeah. Take five by Brubeck. There yeah. you go. That'll <laughs> uh, be for Drew. Uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That isn't five. That's yeah. a really good five. Song. It is a good five. Yeah, so is Brubeck. That like the, both yeah. of those don't. They don't seem like they're in five because they're just it's such a good riff. And most people can sing that, and they don't even realize they're singing in five. We should make a whole album. I I've been oh so we were setting up this uh festival this is the 50th anniversary of the Pop Music Festival mm-hmm. in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, ZZ Top played Grand Funk Railroad. Chicago, uh, uh, um, um, Edgar Winters. So mm-hmm. Ed, Edgar Winters. So I was walking around singing Frankenstein the whole day. Yeah. And I kept my coworker Josh kept laughing at me, and uh, like it started raining out there. And we we like we both drove the trucks out there that had to sit out there with the beer on there. Yeah. So we were waiting on um, our boss Don to come pick us up, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they're making fun of me because um, all day long I was. Uh, 
I was doing yeah that's got some yeah yeah i was i was walking by dawn's office in the morning and and I was just but up dub dub but up dub da and Don goes but up dub but do but I did it I was like ooh yeah Don you know he's like I know Anchor Witness <laughs> so when he came and picked us up like he uh, uh he did it and I was giving him shit on the phone I was like hey Don so like you're gonna come pick up some beer from us but we're stuck out here and we need a ride he goes oh well where do you want to go I was like anywhere that serves lunch. <laughs> and he goes, okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. You're not a dumb guy, Don. <laughs> He's like, all right, you help me go deliver this beer, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll go out to lunch. I was like, all right. So we met uh, one of our AB reps at lunch. She she came out, and uh, um, I was I was sitting there. I was just listening to the music, kind of not really paying attention to the conversation. And I hear Don goes, he's like, oh, yeah, Blake has a great rendition of that. I was like, huh? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know the Edgar Winters. Let's hear it. Yeah. And I looked at her, and she's just like, give me this look like, what's this guy about to do? I said, but up pop She started laughing. Yeah. And Josh just like, Josh is so funny. He just, he, he just sits back and laughs at me because, like, man, I'd have fun with, but yeah. with the job. Yeah, I had the, uh, I've got like a pretty infamous uh, Michael McDonald impression. <laughs> yes, you and do. I don't do it very often anymore, but like, uh, and I work with a bunch of new people who haven't heard it. And uh, it came on one while we were playing. It was the uh, uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was just, you know, like I, I mock a lot of the music that we hear at work. Like I just... Cause I've heard it so many times, like I could I could sing along and I change the words and do stupid oh, yeah. sounds and stuff all the time, and so that song came on and I just belted that first like, listen baby, you know, <laughs> and every, everybody was just like, whoa, do that again. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, none of y'all have heard this, noobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. It uh, is. It is. What's What's that guy's name? Which one? Uh, cannot think of his name. The oranges or lemons? Oh, uh, uh, Will Sasso. Will Sasso. Yeah, yeah. He does a great Michael McDonald yeah. too. Yeah, he does. That's kind of where my impression sort of get comes from. I'm kidding, Roger. Yeah. Well, he does it. He puts like bubbles on his face, and he's like, "Listen, baby." Oh my god! Yeah, the thing that sucks though with that kind of stuff is that you, uh, when you do it once and only like a couple people hear it, they're like, "Hey, everybody, come over here, listen to this," and then you're doing it in front of an audience all of a sudden. And you're and like, then, it doesn't. And it, it doesn't like, it's not as funny the second time. It has to be yeah. kind of. It has to be kind of you know, sporadic and impromptu. Then, yeah, yeah, and then and listen, then you do it twice, and the second time it's not as good, and like, but they still think it's funny. Uh, and then like the third, you know, like, come here real quick. You got to hear it. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. 
Start the song over and forget about it, and you'll hear it. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's like uh, whenever I, I used to do that all the time around Austin, and a bunch of people they they were like, "Man, we should we should start like a tribute band." Or or when we used to do those Guitar Center Christmas parties, yeah. also they're like, "We should do a Michael McDonald song, and and you should sing it." And I'm like, "Well, no, no, I'm good at that part, <laughs> right? <laughs> I could keep it up for about ten seconds." Um, if I just not a full song, baby. not a full song. I I, baby. I think if I was in a costume, I could maybe keep it up for the full song because you it'd be easier to get into character. You know, it wouldn't be. Oh yeah. Uh, like Put if I had like the big white beard and everything, <laughs> uh-huh. dressed like Santa Claus, pretty much. Ain't nobody don't, don't even, even know. don't even say words. That wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, just... I have no idea what he says right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. He's just like a marshmallow. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like this soft, buttery voice, and he's on all kinds of albums. Like you could hear him. Oh yeah, he sing backup for people all the time. Doobie and, like, Brothers, yeah. You could hear like Staley Dan a couple times. Like uh, yeah, he sings backup on that song Peg. Yeah. Yeah, you and showed me that. God, it just cuts ah! through. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing well. It's, it's awesome because he's doing a three-part harmony by himself. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, like overdub, but like, right. uh, but he's harmonizing. He's doing like a. An, I've heard him talk about it. Like they, he, he was like, you know, I, I went for the easy harmony, but Donald Fagan, the keyboard player, Steve yeah. Dan was like, no, 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 it'd be cooler yeah. if you just move this note over a couple. Yeah. So he's like, two of the notes I'm hitting are almost. It's like they're a half step or like, you know, uh, no more than a whole step apart. Right. So they don't seem like they should harmonize. But when you add like the third note, it makes a chord. Yeah. And he's like, so that's what I'm doing. So those two chord, those two notes, they're so close together. Like when he was trying to overdub them, he was like, it took me a bunch of different takes because the the pitches were so close. I kept falling into the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy. But he's a badass, dude. He really is. Yeah. We, we make fun of him, but he really is. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I I, uh, I I could do an impression of him because I've listened to a lot of his music. Anytime Regulators <laughs> comes on, oh, yeah. I start singing, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's like, what the fuck? I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just singing the original tune. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you Mike, know, that's Michael the guy McDonald. that, I don't know, you know, the guy that wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who, okay. who allowed okay. Warren G to use that song? Yeah. Yeah, you should be thanking Michael McDonald. He changed your life, and you didn't even know it. Yeah, that's a badass groove, dude. That bass line, <laughs> do, 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 and the roads in there, just do, the Fender roads. Do, do. It's just like the mellowest do. thing. Do, 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 well, that do, little do. that little bass line too. You do. hear that? Uh, that uh, boom, ba boom, bunny. Boom, boom, you know, that yeah. little pull that little hammer on. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. You hear that in music all Everywhere, over yeah. the place now. Yeah. I don't know if he's the one or if that song was, I think that came from like James Brown, I think. Oh, it's funk, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep in it. But like, do, 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 Yeah. Do, 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 Oh yeah, that little. See, okay, I was leading into this with my Frankenstein thing, 
I want to do a, a whole album of just like me and you acapella. It, acapella. It's mm-hmm. do, 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 that's gonna be the hardest part is not laughing <laughs> uh, like our freaking spot exactly that, uh our intro yeah we get speaking of that we need to modify that a little burder bit. yeah burder we're on spotify now and iHeartRadio. radio <laughs> slapping my cock with that yeah <laughs> whatever it is uh, thunder rod or hot rod <laughs> That's even better. It's called a hot rod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smacking my self in the crotch with yeah. it. Just playing the hot rod. I texted Preston the other day, man, to see, or I called him. Mm-hmm. I was driving down the road. I called him. I was like, man, I haven't talked to Preston in a while. I called him. He texted back. He was like, oh, man, I was in a movie. Sorry, how are things going? And I just wrote a little paragraph, sent him a picture of mm. Lucius. I was like, hey, how are things going with you? Man, they haven't heard back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got Preston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Preston. Yeah. His band's really good, man. They are really good. I like them a lot. Oh, what's I'm trying to think of Tolstoy. the whole story. Yeah. yeah, they are really good. Um, I mean, they, yeah, he's a badass musician. We gave mm-hmm. him a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and that might have been a lot of the reason why I moved to Colorado. <laughs> 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 but he he really is a badass musician. Yeah, he, is. He, he, I just wanted him to play bass. I just wanted him to play <laughs> yeah. bass so fucking bad. Yeah. He just wouldn't do it, man. Mm-hmm. We just I, I didn't want to force the dude to do it. Right, right. Yeah, he didn't want to be like this is what you do. Yeah, you know, but like I wanted him it the, the music would have been a lot better if he would have been like, "Man, I'm just going to play bass." Mhm. You know, uh I'm going to play bass and sing. Yeah. Well, what he did on guitar was cool too. It's just but Oh yeah. I think he was trying to get too like music theory-esque with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Trying to transpose everything to a uh, bar- the, the, baritone. the baritone guitar. Yeah, yeah, that could be tricky. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah. We played some good shows. We played some bad shows. Yeah, yeah. Wrote some sweet tunes. We did. Still listen to on SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah. Bandcamp. I think you could pay us for the songs if you want. <laughs> you know, I had a. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun playing bass in that band. Actually, yeah. Yeah, and Fable Few. I had a lot of fun playing bass. Mm-hmm. I was a lot. I had a lot more fun playing bass when, uh, uh, Preston started singing. Yeah, because I could actually pay attention to the bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I liked. I liked it. I definitely liked the band better when when he started singing. We like, actually sounded like a band, not yeah. like a couple <laughs> of guys playing instruments trying to sing. Yeah, it was fun singing. It was fun, but, but like I'm not good at it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's my thing. Is like I'm I'm a backup. I'll just stay backup. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I mean, even when I'm singing along with music, I sing the harmonies usually. Yeah. So it's like I di- I can't. Yeah, lead's not for me. I mean, yeah. and I could and I could mimic voices, but you know, I don't think I got a strong enough lead voice. I think if we like put like a couple years into it, we could get there. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I'd have to be I'd have to be a lot better at writing lyrics too, because I think a lot of that comes with 
the way you write, you know, a lot of it. Sometimes. Yes and no, because you can you can scat your way through a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, and I, man, I I think it's mostly harmony, and then a lot of times lyrics just fall into it. Yeah, yeah, finding the right words. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but you know, it's neither here or there. Right. We should really get this thing with Philip going. I know. Me and Drew were talking about that. I I've been thinking about that. I told Drew I was like, man, you just take over the drums. Yeah. On that, I'll play bass. You know, or keys or whatever. I figured you and Philip would play keys, but between the two of you, uh, guitars and keys are covered. Yeah. Um. So I'll, I'll play keys, or other percussion. You know, or I'll I'll play bass and or other percussion. Yeah. And I I told Drew I was like, man, you just play. You you can just play the drums. Yeah. You're <laughs> a lot more practiced than I am right now. And, I'm probably not going to be putting an hour and a half a day, which is what I would have to do to get ready to write music yeah. with with that group mm-hmm. uh, on, on drums. Uh, with bass, you can kind of fake it till you, you get there. Yeah, you know. But well, on bass is a lot. It's it's a very got a very riding on bicycle sort of thing about it. Oh, know? absolutely. Like guitar is kind of like that, but if you don't play guitar for a while, you're like, man, I can only remember like three riffs. The the like, biggest thing I've learned about bass is feel, yeah, like and I got that from drums, mm-hmm. you know. And the biggest thing about drums is coordination and precision. Yeah. So and if you're not practicing, you don't have precision. So yeah, on um, bass, a big thing with bass is dampening notes too. And when oh you, yeah. A lot of times when you stop the note, yeah. it's almost just as important as the note you're hitting. You know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and for me with bass, it's all comfort, like. If I could sit my hands and get them comfortable to where, like, I don't have to think about them, really. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, constantly, like, uh, hand feels weird there. Uh, where do I rest my thumb, you know? Um, like, that's why I used to not like playing Les Pauls. I'm, yeah. I could play them now, but when I first picked one up or the first few times I tried to play one, it, it feels like you're holding a violin wrong, you know, because yeah. the, the bridge is raised yeah. off the fretboard, not like a Strat that's all flat, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the, they got that arch top on them, so it's it's literally like a violin top. So yeah. and then when you hold it, the strings are they stick out like, you know, and you know it's just weird to get used to. But then eventually you get used to it. And uh, Gibson's actually easier to play for a lot of people because it's shorter, yeah. shorter scale length. Yeah, by like a half inch, I think. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I think I'm that'd still be really a cool. Strat guy, though. I think. Um, Cause I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot and again, being inspired by tool, like uh, to write music mm-hmm. and, and do that. I'm, I'm, insp- I'm inspired to get back into the music industry. Let me put it that way. Yeah. In in one form or fashion, I don't want to go like, I don't want to go like be a band manager or promoter. I, right. It'd be cool to like put shows together and stuff mm-hmm. on the weekends. That'd, yeah. That'd that be would cool. be cool. So. I've, I kind of run out of things to say. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was well, a good episode. Uh, yeah. good hour and a half. Just us two. good hour and a half. Hey, I can't believe we didn't talk about the Tool album until just now. Yeah, I know. Like you and I, like, like so did you listen to it? Yeah, okay, we, no, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it Yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did save that one. That was a... Uh, yeah, and I, I haven't listened to it in like a, probably a week or so, but yeah, I listened to it a lot those first couple of weeks after it came out. So, yeah, it's awesome. I'm glad that we we took a little bit um, 
took a little bit of time before we did talk about it um mm-hmm. so i could listen to it and have a little bit of knowledge not just like do the best thing ever yeah yeah exactly <laughs> one song wow oh yeah. i haven't even heard this part of it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so all right i think we should call it yes oh. Uh, one other thing that I have going on, I'm oh. an antique dealer now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to finish setting up my booth, but uh, yeah. I I got a antique booth. It's kind of crazy. It's a lot of stuff that, um, I inherited from my grandfather. That you know, it's just been kind of sitting around the house. So cleaning it up and hanging it on a wall and putting a price tag on it. Yeah. You're I got antique market. I kind of think he would enjoy that. Honestly, yeah. he'd be like, oh. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, if you can make some money, do it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Little entrepreneurial venture. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this is episode 52. 52. Oh, we just hit 6,000 listens. Yeah, we did. Like uh, yesterday? It's a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago. But, like in the last week, you know, we haven't done an episode since Doyle's Rush episode. God, that was so much fun. And, uh, like, this is just the last seven days. Oh yeah! In three weeks, we put out an episode. We got hundred downloads. Hundred downloads in seven days. It's awesome. It's a pretty good average. That's pretty good. You know, with no new content for three weeks, and that's pretty pretty cool. People are going back and listening to the old stuff. Good. The classic classics, classic broadcast. The old old twenty seventeen (laughs) episodes. Back in the gap. Uh, Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, one of these episodes, we're gonna. I'm gonna experiment with some video. We should 55. Let's uh, yes, or maybe try one before that. We'll do a test run before yeah. that. Or yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, I got it. Let's yeah. see how it we goes. can redo that opening spot. And we maybe need to. Do uh, that. Yeah, we need to clean the house before we do that, though. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you guys can't see it now. Yeah. Oh my god. So, all right, well, this is 52. 52. So, I'm Blake. I'm Billy. Love you, fuckers.